This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back here again for another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day during the weekday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify and on all the other fantastic platforms where you listen to this show and all of your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council because every single Friday I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Locked On Panthers. You can either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. But again, make sure to first follow me at Julian Council there on Twitter. Coming up on the show today, going to be talking to Joe Marino. He's the host of the Locked On Bills podcast. He also is the co-host of the Draft Dudes podcast. That's a part of the Locked On Podcast Network and He is a senior NFL draft analyst for the Draft Network, which is why I want to have him on the show. Has a lot of perspective after spending a week down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. He's going to have thoughts on Kenny Pickett, thoughts on Malik Willis, and thoughts on who the Carolina Panthers potentially could get later on in the draft. Remember, the Panthers right now only have one pick in the top 100 picks, so that fourth round, the fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, obviously going to be vitally important for the Carolina Panthers if they're unable to trade up or trade back from six and be able to get more picks there in the first, second, or third rounds of this upcoming 2022 draft. But before I get there, more thoughts on the Carolina Panthers and what they potentially could do at six overall have come out. Joe had his latest mock draft where he was taking Malik Willis at six. Jordan Reed of ESPN.com, formerly of the Draft Network, now one of the three NFL draft analysts for ESPN.com, joining Mel Kuyper Jr. and Tom McShay. He was also down in Mobile last week, and he had a very strong impression of Malik Willis, and he thinks that the Carolina Panthers, at six, if they get to that position where they have not addressed the quarterback situation via free agency and have an obvious upgrade, he thinks that Malik Willis, from Liberty, should be the pick, saying after the Panthers played musical chairs with the quarterbacks in 2021, they take a swing on the raw talent of Willis. The big quarterback decision they have is this. Do they go with the class's most physically gifted thrower in Willis or think about Kenny Pickett, who's more ready to play right now? Willis is a long-term project, so the challenging part for the Panthers is remaining patient and developing him considering the pressure on the coaching staff to win entering year three for Matt Rule. This could also be a spot to watch for a trade down, and Carolina, which hasn't drafted an offensive lineman in round one since Jeff Oton 2008, could look to the O-line too. That question he asked there will basically tell you who is in charge and who is going to be calling the shots during the draft. If I'm Matt Rule and I want a quarterback, I'm probably going to draft Kenny Pickett, the guy that I know. We've seen how Matt Rule operates in bringing a lot of these Temple and Baylor players that he coached back in college where there are folks out there asking whether the Carolina Panthers are truly a meritocracy, which the NFL is supposed to be because there's players on this roster who played for Matt Rule back in college who are unlikely to get another job in the NFL if they were going to be cut tomorrow. That's an issue. And I would think if Matt Rule has a choice, he's probably taking Kenny Pickett. Scott Fitter also could be on board with Kenny Pickett. He's already said positive things about him. 
But from everything I've read and from all the people who seem to have a pretty good read on this, Malik Willis is the best quarterback prospect in this upcoming draft. Does that mean he's the most ready quarterback prospect? No. Kenny Pickett could come in with this team if they're able to address the right positions in free agency outside of quarterback, especially on the offensive line and defensively, that they could be in position with Kenny Pickett to maybe be a playoff team next year. And if Kenny Pickett starts next year for Matt Rule and they don't go to the playoffs, Matt Rule will not be here in 2021, which then makes you wonder with the coaching staff next season, who I would imagine Scott Fitter would bring in, would they be on board of Kenny Pickett? Also, Scott Fitter probably is not going to bring in a coach who's not wanting to coach Kenny Pickett and doesn't believe in Kenny Pickett as a starting quarterback and a franchise quarterback in the National Football League. Say they were to go with Malik Willis, who is a long-term project, that would mean that Scott Fitterer, to me, knows that he's going to be here after this season, which I don't see why Scott Fitterer would get fired. I don't think that could happen. Um, it would have to be unforeseen circumstances where Scott Fitterer is not here this time next year. Matt Rule not being here this time next year would not be shocking to anyone, even if he's getting the opportunity to make new coaching hires and to try and fix things in free agency, even though I believe that Scott Fitterer and Samir Suleiman and Pat Stewart and Matt Allen – and Dan Morgan should be the ones making the decisions on the players and not the head coach. The coach should coach the team. The general manager and his staff, they should bring in the players. And the owner, David Tepper, should shut up and cast the checks. And, well, he's been shutting up lately. He's disappeared. Nice little stadium tour ahead of the Charlotte FC opener and about a month at the stadium on Monday afternoon in Charlotte. But no David Tepper to be found as he continues to hide from his fan base and not tell them why he's choosing to stick with Matt Rule for a third year. But were they to take Malik Willis, that would signal to me that Scott Federer is the one who's calling the shots. And he believes in this long-term project where he, as a general manager, wants to procure his quarterback now and not wait until next season where he could potentially match up a young coach and a quarterback and pair them together. He might want to tie himself to a guy like Malik Willis this year, opposed to Kenny Pickett, which might be more of a Matt Rule pick to where Rule knows him, we know the story, but also thinks that maybe this guy can step in right away and potentially help them, like Mac Jones did with New England, get to the playoffs. But again, New England has Bill Belichick, did a great job in free agency, turning that thing around. And again, like it's the Patriots. Like this isn't the situation that we have here in Carolina. So that'll be something to look out for. Mel Kiper Jr. also, he tweeted out saying that Carolina at number six would be the most interesting pick in this draft, barring a trade up and also barring what happens in free agency. I know there's people out there who would love to see them take Malik Willis. Or Kenny Pickett, there's people out there who would love to see them take an offensive lineman like Charles Cross or Iki Iguanu from NC State. Or even if he falls back there, Evan Neal from Alabama. And there's also going to be people out back there or out there who would like the Carolina Panthers to trade back and get more draft capital so that they have more than one pick in the top 100 of this upcoming 2022 NFL draft. We'll get into all that here over the next couple of months. We'll take a quick pause and then on the other side, we'll have Joe Marino. He is the host of the Locked On Bills podcast, also Draft Dudes here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and also an NFL analyst for the Draft Network. He was down in Mobile, Alabama last week. What are his thoughts on Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis, and who does he think the Carolina Panthers should pick of the two, and what else could they be looking at later on in the draft? We'll get into all that here in just a moment. 
Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As the football season concludes this weekend with the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, the NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey, Panther fans, this is Julian Council with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. All that in cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN when using GetUpside. All right, as promised, Joe Marino at the Joe Marino on Twitter. He's the host of Locked on Bills, but he's here today because he is the senior NFL draft analyst for the Draft Network, and he was down in Mobile, Alabama last week. Hashtag the draft starts in Mobile, Joe. Joe, thanks so much for joining me here today on Locked on Panthers. Glad to be here, Julian. And uh, yes, Jim Nagy will never stop reminding you that the draft starts in Mobile, one of my favorite events every year. Yeah, and it gives us something to talk about in between Super Bowl week. I know the Pro Bowl was last week, apparently, and I didn't really check it out on Mm. Sunday. But all the NFL media and most of the teams and also their GMs and their coaches were down in Mobile checking out the next uh, crop of draft picks. And the Carolina Panthers and their staff was down there as well. And it seems a lot of the talk is surrounding Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett when it comes to the Panthers potentially taking quarterback at six. In your most recent mock draft, I believe it was mock draft 6.0. That's a lot of yeah. mock drafts already, Joe. It's mm-hmm. February. You have Malik <laughs> Willis going to the Carolina Panthers. Why? It's a good question, Julian. And the reason why is traits. Malik Willis has the best traits in this class. His arm talent is unmatched by any of these other quarterbacks. His mobility is unmatched by any of these other quarterbacks. And when you're talking about the best quarterbacks in today's NFL, that's what they have, or they at least have an elite trait. And as I consider all the other quarterbacks that are in contention to be a first-round pick or a second-round pick this year, the one that I feel like I can actually answer the question, what is their elite trait? I can point to arm talent and mobility for Malik Willis, but the other guys, I'm not really able to point to anything. And so to me, it's important to bet on traits, especially at quarterback. And when you have traits plus good habits and leadership, you got a chance. And from what I could pick up from observing Malik Willis is that he took command. He was in control. He had good cadence. That was his huddle when he was in there. And then you talk to different people and you get a really strong feel for his work ethic and his leadership skills. And so I understand that he was an uneven player at Liberty. And I think part of that was the context of him being at Liberty with a poor supporting cast and an up-tempo offense that really didn't give him the opportunities to showcase all of his skills. And we saw in three days of pro coaching in NFL concepts with good receivers, how much better he got in a short period of time. That gets me really, really interested about him in the NFL and what he can do. 
Now, Julian, I have great concern about him going to Carolina because yep. I'm not sure I trust Ben McAdoo and Matt Rule to be the coaching staff that's going to get the most out of him. But if I'm going to have to pick one of these guys that I think has a chance to be a difference maker at the position, it's Malik. And I don't think it's particularly close. Yeah, and Panther fans obviously want a difference maker at the position. They don't currently have one on the roster. As great as it was having Cam Newton come back at the current iteration of Cam Newton in his career, he is not the guy that we saw back in 2015 lead his team to a Super Bowl loss, unfortunately, but the MVP that year. That version of Cam's not coming back, and I don't think Sam Darnold's ever going to be the answer long-term here in Carolina. Now, you bring up Ben McAdoo and Matt Rule and whether you think they're the coaching staff who could get the best out of Malik Willis. I'm not quite sure they're even here this time next year. So when yeah. I look at the Panthers wanting to take a quarterback, could it be a similar situation we saw last year with Matt Nagy taking Justin Fields and then sitting here a year later no longer being the head coach for the Chicago Bears? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think that'd be a surprise to anyone, Julian. I mean, I think we could see that very much happen. But for the GM, Scott Fitterer, he needs to find his quarterback. He can't, right. he can't play this song and dance for that long or else he's going to be out of a job. And so who do you want to hit your wagon to? I want the guy with traits. And look, I think Kenny Pickett has a chance to be a perfectly reasonable starting quarterback. I think Matt Corral has that same opportunity. Even Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter. Now, they're not all going to be good. We know that. That's law of averages. I mean, go back yeah. to any quarterback class. They're never all good. But the one that I feel like has a chance to be an upper echelon player, it's Malik. And I think some of those other guys are going to be your – Typical Jimmy Garoppolo's, your uh, Teddy Bridgewater's, I'm not to give a bad name there, but those types of cerebral players where if everything's right around them, they can make throws, they can move the offense, and you could be okay. Well, do you want to be okay at quarterback, or do you want the guy that can actually be a, a truck, be a guy that can drive your offense and can be the reason why you win football games? Well, if you want that player, you probably have to swing on Malik. Now, I understand that there's a risk here, right? There's, there's no guarantee that Malik Willis is going to continue to grow and become this difference maker quarterback. It's about the chance that he provides you to give you that. So I recognize that his floor is lower than a Kenny Pickett or a Matt Corral or a Desmond Ritter or a Sam Howell, but his ceiling, much, much higher. And at quarterback, I'm willing to roll the dice on that. Yeah, it's interesting because I think about it like this, Joe, and I want your thoughts here too. So you talk about you know, rule, obviously this year he's got to win or he's probably gone. Fitterer will be back next season unless something unforeseen happens or he's not the general <laughs> yeah. manager. And you said he needs to get his quarterback. So I understand. And I figure that if Matt Rule does depart and Fitterer is still here, that he's going to want to find a head coach if he's given the autonomy to hire the head coach who wants to work Malik Willis or whatever quarterback they take if they do take a quarterback at six. But looking at it, would it be better, in your opinion, for Carolina maybe to pass on a quarterback this year if they're bad next year I imagine they're going to be in position to get another one. And isn't next year's class better with the potential of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud being available? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, burden hands better than two in the bush. If you believe in Malik Willis to be a franchise quarterback in the NFL, I think you pull the trigger. And okay. I'm not sure you can really concern yourself too much with next year because we don't – I mean, you would think those guys are going to come out. You think they have a chance to be good prospects. I have my concerns about Bryce Young, but that's a conversation for next year. I'm not okay. sure what his elite trade is. I'd like to, to hear from people what they think it is. C.J. Stroud's interesting. Van Dyke from Miami's interesting. There's somebody that we're not talking about right now that's going to become a first-round pick that I'm sure is interesting. But if you think Malik Willis can be your guy and he's on the board at six, I don't think you can get caught up in those hypotheticals. I think you have to pull the trigger. 
We'll take another quick pause and more of Joe Marino here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. This episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers of access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I'm talking about your smartphone, folks. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamp, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on under How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. You bring up, there's a guy that we're not talking about. Like last year, everyone was talking about Zach Wilson. A year prior to that, no one was talking about Zach Wilson. And we always know that next year, there's going to be another guy. That year, This year is Kenny Pickett, who happens to have a relationship with Matt Rule. You're going to hear it a yep. million times leading up to the draft. And once upon a time, he was committed to Temple. Instead, he ended up playing for Pat Narduzzi at Pitt. And now he's available. The Panthers got to look at him firsthand down at, down in Bank of America Stadium for the ACC title game when Pitt was able to beat Wake Forest. They seem to like him. What are your thoughts on him? Because if it's not Malik Willis, it feels like it would probably be Kenny Pickett if they take a quarterback there at six. Well, Julian, you almost filled out the entire bingo card, but you forgot the part <laughs> about Dave Tepper being a Pittsburgh native and a Pitt oh, alum. So you, how could you I do that? Sure you, yeah, you got to throw that in there. That really, really inspires the it being a really sensible direction uh, when you're forecasting what the Carolina Panthers are going to do. Um, yeah, he's in play. He's definitely in play. And I had an opportunity to speak with and, and actually had a lot of time together with his uh, personal quarterbacks coach, Tony Rassiopi. And we did a, uh, uh, an entire interview on Draft Dudes last week. So if people want some real insight on Kenny Pickett and kind of his story and upbringing and what he's like in, in terms of a person and what type of work he's been putting in, I, I had to go back and listen to it. And, you know, obviously Tony's going to say really good things about Kenny, but even through that lens, I think there's a lot to glean from it. And so I think Kenny Pickett has a really good chance to, to go high in the draft. I, I look at the Panthers at six and Denver's right there. Um, and there's going to be spots, Washington, the commanders, right? That's the first time I've said that on a podcast. So there we go. Uh, I think between six, nine and 12, I think there are those two, those three spots. Kenny Pickett's going to go with one of those picks. And I think he can come in and be a perfectly good quarterback. And I like his size. I like his mobility. I think he's a fairly accurate guy. I like his story. I think this is a guy that stayed in school and got better year after year. And what I really appreciate about Kenny Pickett is that when you look at his glow up and, and his big jump in 2021, we don't really point to a change in terms of an influx of talent or a new coordinator, right? It's the same coordinator he's had since 2019. There's nothing that really changed other than Kenny Pickett took a step and he was able to be in full command of the offense. And I think some of the, the kinks that a lot of players work out as rookies he was able to to work out last year. And so I like Kenny Pickett. But, um, you know, if, if you're telling me I can have a, a player like Malik Willis that has the higher ceiling, I'm probably going to roll the dice there. If you, if you feel like you just want someone to come in and be that base level guy, which, look, I'll be completely honest with you, that's what Cleveland did. When Cleveland picked Baker Mayfield number one overall, they were yeah. deciding between Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. How do I know that? I had a conversation with Hugh Jackson about that last February. Him and I had this, this conversation. He said, Joe, we went with 
Baker Mayfield because he was closer to his ceiling. And considering how many quarterbacks we had in Cleveland that failed, we couldn't wait. We couldn't wait on the development. And so for us, we liked that Baker Mayfield had this me against the world mentality, the right, you know, the right type of wiring for that job. And they felt like he was closer to the ceiling that he was going to be at to come in and give them a baseline level of quarterback play. Well, congratulations, Cleveland. You got it. And four years later, what are we talking about now? Eh? Is, is Baker Mayfield going to be good enough? Is he going to be this difference maker? Is he worthy of a $40 million a year extension? I think most people would say no. Meanwhile, Josh Allen has already secured the bag and the Bills feel like they have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And so that's kind of the game you play when you choose to go with the player that can come in and be cerebral and, and run the offense and, and is closer to their ceiling and we don't have to wait on development. But when you're willing to wait on that development, the reward is much, much higher. And I think that's a very, very practical application of exactly what I'm talking about between choosing between Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. And so yeah. I, those are extremes. I'm not going to tell you that Malik Willis is going to take all the steps that Josh Allen did and become who he is. But I'm telling you, he's got a much better chance of doing that than any other quarterback in this draft. And that goes right back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago about the direction the Panthers want to go in. If they go for rookie quarterback, that guy, can he come in immediately and help you get to the playoffs? Because if the rule doesn't make the playoffs, he's likely out. Or do you go with the guy who long-term could help you down the road? And Matt Rule claims he'll do anything that helps the Panthers organization long-term, not thinking about his future, where I think that's very hard to believe. And we'll see what his actions say moving on throughout the rest of free agency and then, of course, letting up to the draft. And the one last thing I can't pick it. I've seen the comparisons put out there. Honestly, his first couple of years at Pitt, he wasn't very good. And this Correct. time last year, yeah. he's probably not getting drafted. If he does, it's going to be in the later rounds. Then he has a major jump. I thought working with Mark Whipple the last couple of seasons, who worked with Ben Roethlisberger back in Pittsburgh, helped him out. He understood the offense. Actually had to go through progressions, which a lot of quarterbacks in college don't have to do. So it's positive to see the development. Yeah. I just have a hard time forgetting all the bad tape that he put out there over the course of his career to now just think all of a sudden like he's now that Joe Burrow because people have tried to bring up the Joe Burrow name and that's gonna be a hot mm -hmm. name especially after what's happened in Cincinnati what he did going from Ohio State to not beating out Dwayne Haskins to his first year at LSU being just okay to that jump I mean are those fair comparisons at all just in terms of that's not looking at what Joe Burrow's done so far but just looking at kind of the leap that he's taken and maybe he could really be that guy to step in when you start talking about bad tape and being really good in their last season, how about Zach Wilson? I mean, is everyone going to forget how much this guy struggled against San Diego State and Hawaii and San Jose State for two, for two yeah. years before he had the season he did, in, you know, before he came out? So I think that's just part of it. And, and on one hand, I kind of like that. I like that you've been through something. You've had a struggle. You've come out of it. You've gotten better. And that's partly what I get concerned about with guys like Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones. Those are two players that Football's always been there for them. It's always come easy. They've never really had to, you know, scratch and claw out of a hole. And, you know, now they've faced some adversity, and we'll see, right? So I like that about Kenny Pickett, as a matter of fact, that he has taken those steps and that he has been doubted. And he's got, you know, that chip on his shoulder that, you know, he wants to prove himself and that the player that he was in 17, 18, and 19 isn't who he is in 20, you know, the 2021 version of, of Kenny Pickett is who he is. And so I think you could spin that very reasonably to a positive side of things. And so um, I like that he's entering the NFL playing his best football and kind of played through a lot of the issues where, you know, I think his own decision-making process in terms of being a little bit aggressive with the football hurt him mm -hmm. in, in, in previous years, I think drops hurt him. And when you're 
when you're a run-heavy offense where your receivers are dropping the football, I think you can naturally feel more pressed to take some chances. And I think that got in the way of, of showing his skill set to the best version that it could be in previous years at Pitt where, you know, they lost those running backs this past year. They went spread. They, they, they really opened up the playbook and allowed Kenny Pickett to take command and, and distribute the football. And I thought because he knew he was going to be a bigger part of the offense, he played a lot smarter. And some of those risks paid off. And so I think you could point to a lot of things here with Kenny Pickett uh, regarding the, the growth. And, and it's a lot more positive to me than it is a negative. Okay. Uh, and lastly for you here, I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about Pickett and Willis. Are there any other prospects? I mean, being down in Mobile, you saw a lot of the top guys coming out. Anyone else that you look at for Carolina potentially? I mean, linebacker is going to be a need at middle linebacker, defensive end, safety anyone that kind of stood out to you as someone that Panthers might be looking at, especially in the middle round since yeah. they don't have one pick currently in the top 100? Well, I'm glad you said that because as I'm, you're well aware and you're going to have to have a lot of draft conversations on Locked On Panthers, and the hard part is you, you only pick one player at six, right? And then, and then it's yeah. a long wait so you get to the rest <laughs> of those draft picks. So we'll see if they can recoup some draft capital or, or what's going to happen there. But I think at six, you're talking – you pick a quarterback or an offensive tackle. And, you know, none of the offensive tackles that are in play there, you know, Ikema Kwanu, Evan Neal, Charles Cross, none of those guys were in Mobile. So I don't have any takes there. But in terms yeah. of mid-round guys, I mean, that's, that's what I love about this draft is the depth of it is pretty insane. I don't necessarily love the top of the draft or, like, your late first-round area. But I think day, second, third, fourth round, which is going to naturally kind of spill into the fifth round, you have a lot of talent. And I think this is a bit of a product of the COVID year and a lot of guys – staying in school and you just have this ridiculous, I mean, honestly, crop of prospects for this year's draft, especially guys that are seniors and, and have played a lot of football. And so uh, the Carolina Panthers will find good mid-round talent. There, there's no doubt in my mind that they'll be able to have those opportunities. Okay. Awesome. Joe, you do a great job, man. Guys, make sure to check him out at the Joe Marino on Twitter. Follow him there. Senior NFL draft analyst for the draft network. Also part of the locked on podcast network family, host of locked on bills and host of draft dudes. Go check out that interview that he had a couple weeks ago to give you some more insights on some of these prospects here leading up to the draft in April. Joe, thanks as always, man. You're a great man. Charlotte guy. Unfortunately, a Bills guy, but living in here in Charlotte. <laughs> but I appreciate that, dude. And uh, safe travels because you're heading out west to uh, L.A. for the Super Bowl. Yeah, busy week. My wife is a Panthers fan, though, so if there's any redeeming qualities about me, everything I say about the Panthers, I want the best for them because I want my wife to be happy about her favorite football team. Yeah, well, we're all jealous of uh, Panthers North, which I honestly think is kind of derogatory to call them that because the Bills have separated themselves and they're doing a pretty damn good job. Well, it's, it's kind of happening now with the Giants and the Bills, right? Brian Dable goes over there, Joe Shane, the assistant general manager. So a very similar story. They've already signed a couple of, of the practice squad players from the Bills and, and Davis Webb and Antonio Williams, a you know, Carolina running back. So I think we'll get a little taste of that with uh, how much of Buffalo is now going to East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it, Joe. Yeah, no problem, dude. Great stuff there from Joe Marino. Again, make sure to check him out on Locked On Bills and Draft Dudes. Both those podcasts are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And check out all of his material there on thedraftnetwork.com. Great mock draft. Six. I don't know how he's already done six mock drafts already here in the beginning of February. Super Bowl week. His 6.0 mock draft is out there. He has Malik Willis again going six overall to the Carolina Panthers. We'll get more from Joe Marino probably later on throughout the draft process and going to continue to find more people. Give us more perspective on some of these draft prospects as we lead up to that 
ahead of free agency and then after free agency once all that has played out. Again, thank you for listening to this edition of Locked on Panthers with yours truly, Julian Council. You can rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Five stars only, please, on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify and all of the other great podcasting platforms out there. And you can follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions for the show here on Locked on Panthers. So either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. But first, make sure to, again to follow me at Julian Council. Until then, stay safe, be warm, be happy, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Wednesday.